You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Welcome to Voice Junkie. Hey, what's up, everybody? Got uh, Ruddy back on the show. How's it going, Ruddy? Hey, man. We're here. We're moving. It's been a while <laughs> since I've been back. It's been a rough week. COVID <laughs> continues. Uh, NBA has been the greatest thing for me. But, yes, uh, it's been a rough, rough week for your boy. Seriously. Yeah, Can I, you see I, I don't have a Celtic Paraline for a reason? I went with UConn just for the hell of it. Ain't nothing green on you right now. So mm-hmm. that, tells, mm-hmm. that tells me a lot. But uh, let's, let's jump right into it, man. Let's jump into this week, uh, the playoffs. Uh, we can even touch on football. I mean, it was a big week for sports. I mean, let's talk about NBA, though. Let's talk about, uh, let's talk about the real deal right here. So uh, the NBA, man, it's been a very eventful week. I mean, the topic, the number one topic of this week, without a doubt, and ain't even close, and it's by a mile, is definitely the Clippers collapse. We all follow the game. We watch the games, whatever the case may be. And you can kind of see the weaknesses of certain teams if you watch them enough. And you, you believe in them. In my case, you believe in them. And you think somewhere deep inside, even if you, even if you know it's not possible, but deep down inside you have that little, little bit of, uh, of optimism that, you know what, they'll figure it out. They'll turn a light switch on. And, and we all know, because we watch sports, that's something that's an imaginary thought because not, you know, teams can't just turn it on and off. <laughs> you know, very few can do that. It, it startled me to watch the Clippers stumble throughout the playoffs. They just did not look good. And, and back to the Dallas series, they just didn't look good, you know? Like, they looked like a team that was just going through the motions that was like, ah, oh, we're in a bubble. We kind of don't want to be here, but we're here. So we might as well, you know, do the best we can do while we're here. That's what it seemed like. I watched those games, you know, even in Dallas, they had a lot of bad habits in that series where they would get big leads. They would cough up big leads repeatedly. They did this in Dallas. And you know, we ignored the signs. I, I'm not going to speak for all of us, but I'm just speaking for myself. I ignored the signs then. And I said, you know what? This is first round. They could figure it out. There's that little bit of optimism. They could figure it out. They could figure it out. Um, I ignored them blowing leads. Um, I ignored the fact that maybe they probably wouldn't have come out of that series if they had a healthy Perzingis in Dallas. So, you know, we ignored all those things because – Everybody, not just me, but everybody, the general consensus with everybody in the sports world as far as NBA is concerned, from beginning of the season, in tw- even going back to 2019 when Kawhi said, I'm going to L.A., the Clippers, we all had that matchup in our head. Lakers, Clippers. Now, granted, we didn't, we didn't foresee the pandemic and all these other things happening along the way, but the general consensus from the beginning has always been Clippers, Lakers, Western Conference Finals. Now to see where we are, it's just crazy, right? Like, I mean, I want to have you jump in real quick just to give your thoughts about 
this Clippers collapse, like, what do you, what do you think are some of the contributing factors as to why they just completely fell on their faces? I think, I think it all comes down to um, if you want it or not, you know, that's really what it comes down to. You know, it, it's one thing to have faith in people and, and, or a team and be like, Hey, you know, I think they can do it. But when they don't have the heart, you're up three, one and to battle and to give up like they did. That's to me is sickening. Funny thing is, if anybody doesn't know, they're one of the teams that wanted to leave the bubble, right? You know, they voted to leave. When I hear Paul George talk, he's a quitter. And I feel like that guy will never win anything. He's always, he's left teams too. He's, he, you know, he's gone from team to team to team. Every team he went, all right. He was at OKC, was blamed on Russell Westbrook, right? He's in uh, Indiana. Oh, man, all the team fell off. Roy Hibbert, you know, went from this to a bum, and uh, he doesn't have the team around him. You know, they quit. And to me, especially now, as far as everybody's watching basketball, everybody is, and you guys wanted to leave the bubble, okay? Even even the the the, the whole mission, the whole – you know, everything that's going on in the world, man, we're watching that every day. The NBA, we're reminded of it. That's the best thing, right, for the mission. They wanted to leave. And, you know, I could tell Paul George wanted to leave from the moment. He gave an excuse at first when he wasn't doing well at first. He goes, yeah, I've been depressed and everything going on. Yo, man, I, I, I just see a pattern here. I, I feel like uh, – I was so disappointed just by how they played, especially in that fourth quarter where I'm going, they don't even want it. They are already packed. So You know, and I'm going to jump right on that too because the moment I realized that they weren't going to beat Denver is when they blew that lead, what was it, 16 points or whatever it was in game six. After they had already blew a 19-point lead in game five. So when game six came around and they blew that lead, and they just came out. I, I was so again. I have nothing. I have nothing at stake. You know, Clippers. Well, that was one of your picks, though. It that was. was one of your picks. It was my pick. It was my pick to to um. I believe they were my pick to win it all. But a lot of people picked them to win it we all. We talked I mean, about honest. Yeah. So at the bare minimum, yeah. they were picked from me to get through the Lakers. You know, because they were built to beat the Lakers. So. You know, that was my mindset from the jump. And that's why I picked them. And then, you know, obviously Kawhi being the flavor of the, the month or in this case, flavor of the year, given the great year he had last year, it, it just made all the sense in the world to say, man, look at these guys on paper. Look at, oh, you add Kawhi, you add Paul George, you add Marcus Morris. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course I'm going to pick that team. You know, six, to, how, about, how about the six man of the year? Six man of the year too. Montrez, let's, not, let's let's be well, real. Six man of the year. Yeah, current six man of the year, Montrez Harrell, and then you got you know three times <laughs> six man of the year and Lou Will, or now you know trademark Lemon Pepper Lou. So <laughs> you know, but for me, it was like I said, go back to Game Six in that third quarter. That's really where they lost it. That's really where they lost all of these games was the third quarter. And, which is bizarre because it's like you have this – you build up this big lead uh, at halftime. You, you're just, just demolishing Denver in the first half. And then you just come out completely lifeless in the third quarter. Just, I mean, 
lifeless. Like they literally, literally looked like they were sleepwalking the entire time. And I kept banging on my table in the Let living me ask room, you this. screaming. I was like, what the hell are they doing? Are they trying to play or not? Do you think, do you think, because a lot of people are going in on Doc Rivers and you know what, the, the way you're talking, I feel like that's a coach's job, right? So you look at Spolstra and what he does. And we'll get into that soon because I have a lot to say about uh, Spolstra versus Brad. But you see, they wanted him gone 10 years ago in Miami. LeBron didn't respect him all that. And you see Doc Rivers, the most respected coach. LeBron wanted him to coach him multiple times. But yet, a guy to lose leads like this multiple times in his career and to not gather the troops, is, is it bad coaching too? Or do you blame the the players more, Chuck. I have to know that from your perspective, because you know what? Doc is one of my favorite coaches of all time, but I'm, I'm also an honest guy. You know, I, I'm seeing a lot of, I don't know. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, Doc was, um, yeah. all right, 3-1, right? Doc lost uh, a series three times. He was up 3-1, which has only happened 13 times in the history of the NBA. He owns three of them. Yeah. And, 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 that's inexcusable, man. You just got to, at the end of the day, you, you have to have your guys ready to play. And he consistently did not have his guys ready to play. He just didn't. You know, and that's the danger about being a player's coach. When you're a player's coach, this is the danger zone that you run into where you, 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 don't, you don't have your guys ready a lot of times because your guys are like, right. ah, we got this. Don't worry about it. We got this. No, 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 no. You don't got this. <laughs> you don't got this. And see, a Popovich wouldn't allow a lot of what uh, transpired. Popovich wouldn't allow none of that. Oh, you, you want to be a dog? You don't want to run and, 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 and uh, run down the court on the fast breaks and, or whatever the case may be? You want to take these crazy ill-advised shots or make these ill-advised passes that turn into turnovers? okay, you're going to sit down with somebody else in who's going to actually do what the hell they're supposed to do. Like, that's how Popovich coaches. Whereas Doc, right. Doc, you know, to his credit, has a more hands-on approach. He, he, more, he tries to personalize with his players a little more. And I respect that. But the disciplinary side of it has to play a part. And if you don't add that disciplinary side, then you'll have these, these, these statistics, like we just ringed off a few times about, 13, only 13 times, 3-1 deficits were blown, and he has three of them. So that's how you get into that crazy zone, is when you don't have that disciplinary side to you, where you could kind of come down on your players, rein in on them, and say, hey, man, listen, we got to clean this up. We got to get it done, and this is how we're going to do it. And he just, he couldn't right. do it. He couldn't do it. And, and like I said and in the beginning, great, uh, 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 Coach Carlisle for the, the Mavs outcoached him too. I mean, the Clippers just won that series on sheer talent. They didn't win it on strategy or anything really of that nature. They won it just on sheer talent. And, just, and injuries. Yeah, and injuries. And injuries, big time. And with Denver, you know, you can't do that with a team like Denver. Like, they've been – this is their fourth time – their fourth time that they was in – a seven-game series spanning back to last year. So they're not worried. They're like, oh, 3-1, we're good. We've done that already. We already just did that with Utah. So you think that we're going to be worried? You think we're afraid of you guys? 
All right, because Denver, you bring up Denver, I feel like this is a perfect time. First of all, nobody talked about Denver. To like all star superstar Jamal Murray. I want to ask you about the whole team, Jokic, and all that, but how do you feel about watching Denver? Because, yo, I'm not going to even sit here and lie. I even talked about Denver. I know they're a good team. I know what they did last year. They're playing basketball the way it needs to be played. And let me say this, too, what I noticed everybody's getting tired, Chuck. Have you noticed that? A lot of players are getting tired. Who's not? Denver. Why? Yeah. Why? Mile high, thin air. They're like, what? Mile high, thin tired. air. But how do you feel about Denver, bro? Because it's been fun watching them. I Listen, I like Denver. I like Denver. The only problem I always I ever had with Denver is their, consistent, their inconsistency. Right. They're a talented team. They've always been talented. They're just very inconsistent. They're not the best defensive team either. So that's a big part of their issues. But uh, I, I think that I, – I, I mean, they're great. I mean, Jamal Murray's – playing fantastic Nikola Jokic is arguably the best you know he not arguably the best he is the best offensive big man in the league like it ain't even close like the way right. he, why they're playing so you know they have the firepower the firepower is there but the discipline isn't there because of their youth but mm -hmm. the thing with playing so many seven game series especially playing so many consecutively is that it ages you quickly. It ages you really quickly where you're, you're immune to it now. Like you're used to the pressures of playoff competition because you've played so many game sevens. So yeah. game seven, what's that? What, so we do the math. You mean they did four straight game, seven, game sevens? So that's what, seven, seven times four? That's 28 games. Well, how, how about just yeah? Not only that, they were That's down a lot of games. Like <laughs> yeah, they were down three-one twice. So they played a, more game sevens, really, because every day was a game seven to them. Yeah, every absolutely. Day, every game. And, and and so every so so the point is they're always on edge. Yeah, do they have these lulls in between games where you can kind of squash? See, the thing that's with Denver is you have to squash them and you can't let up because they're not going to let up, and the Clippers consistently let up. And every time they let up, Denver just built up, build up, build up, build up. The next thing you know, Jokic is hitting three after three. And then once he starts hitting threes, Jamal starts hitting threes. And then you got the other guys hitting threes. So that's what just happened. It's like an avalanche, you know? It's like they got their hockey team out there, the Colorado Avalanche. <laughs> this, their three-point attack, their offense attack, offensive attack is like an avalanche. Because once it comes downhill, you can't stop it. So for me, it's like mm -hmm. they are very talented. They are capable of at least making this series with the Lakers a fun one to watch. I don't think they'll win. You know, I respect them enough to get at least two games. You know, I got it, you know, 4-6 Lakers. I mean, 4-6 Lakers. I got them winning. In oh, yeah, games. Lakers are going to the finals. Yeah, You know, it, it's They're pretty going. much – it's LeBron's – it's LeBron's championship to lose. I, I, I thought that before the bubble's uh, game it's started. The bubble. It's the bubble. It's his, it's his to lose. He had the easier path. Well, the and, you know, so you, you played, you played um, a broken down Portland Trailblazers team who can't play defense to save their lives. That's who you played in the first round. And then in the second round, you played an undersized Houston Rockets team without one of their starters in game three, Daniel House. 
which was huge. When they lost Daniel House because he violated his terms on, in the bubble and they had to get rid of him, they didn't even know what happened until they were getting close to tip-off. <laughs> Imagine that. It's tip-off coming, game three. You, you, you tie 1-1. All right, this is deciding game three. We about to do this. We about to turn things around. Oh, shit, what happened? Uh, Daniel House is not playing. Actually, he's going to be leaving the bubble. Wait, what? And this is before tip-off. So once that happened, they were done. Rockets were done. So LeBron's had an easy path, but credit to LeBron. I will credit LeBron for this. I got to credit LeBron for this. LeBron, he took the season, the entire season seriously, whereas the Clippers didn't. And clearly that played out. Getting the number one seed would have been really helpful for the Clippers <laughs> because you know, they would have had Portland and they would have had the Rockets, the undersized Rockets. Instead of playing the Mavericks, the Mavericks aren't really a seventh seed. Come on. They're only a seventh seed because five, between five and seven, uh, they were only decided by one or two games. So they could have easily been a five seed at the bare minimum. So they're not really a seventh seed. So, you, you know, Clippers had to play them, who was much tougher than Portland. And then they had to play... Uh, think so. Denver. You think so. I, I, I disagree on that. I, I have to because I'm going to forget this point. Chuck, on that, I think Portland's a better team than the Mavericks, especially without Porzingis, easily, my opinion. With Porzingis, though? You still think I think that matchup with the Clippers, you, you know. Because remember, they, didn't have, they didn't have a couple guys either. They didn't have Powell. They didn't have um, somebody else that was out. So they've had, they had injuries, too. This is how I feel. I think if Portland and Clippers played first round, we would have been already thinking about you – know, we would have been talking about how whack the Clippers were and how much they choked. I think they would have went out really? in the first round. I do, yeah. I do. Well, they almost I did. That, it, you know, a few you, bad breaks less for – You got heart versus not heart. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what it yeah. is. It, it, like you said, it's, it was the lack of heart, the lack of effort given by those guys that really disappointed me. It's not really about them losing. It was the, the way they lost that really disappointed me because it's like, you guys are too good for this. And Doc said it in one of the breaks, like, you guys are better than this. But they just wasn't listening because, again, it's the bubble. It's just so much stuff was happening throughout the year. These guys were in and out of the lineups. Paul George and, and Kawhi didn't play together for, like, what, 30-something games all year. I mean – Pat Bev, he, he was in and out of the lineup during the bubble because of injuries, because of personal shit. Then Montrez the same way, Lou the same way. How are you going to win? You can't win like that. There's no chemistry. Yeah. Where's the chemistry? And that's a part of that's Doc's problem because Doc, it's his job to keep these guys together and say, yo, I know you got other stuff you need to do, but F that, we need to focus on this chip. You want to win a chip or not? What's the point of this? And that's what Doc didn't do, you know? And, and he just had a hard time adjusting to things. Like he, and Kawhi took a shot at him, I think, with that comment saying we need to get smarter. We need to, what he was saying was we need to become better at adjusting. And he's not wrong. Doc was terrible at adjusting. He didn't adjust at all. I kept saying to myself, well, you have, you know, God bless him, you know, uh, 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 Zubats plays hard. He, he's a young dude. But he was struggling against Jokic. And then you had, uh, you know, who's the other big who was trying to, you know, Montrez. And I'm saying to myself, well, 
why not? I don't know. Give Joe Kim at least five or 10 minutes. I don't know. It's not going to hurt you, Doc. Why the hell? What was the point again, Joe Kim Noah? What was the point? Locker room. See, Doc, Doc's known for getting those. No, you, you get Joe Kim like, Noah for effort. Can you imagine him and Pat Bev in the lineup together? He might be a, a positive guy for certain people. Give, give certain guys like, you know, Montrez. Because Joe Kim has been there, you know, done his thing. Been hell of a defensive He's a player. former defensive player of the year who's, That's, who's bigger and taller than Montrez, by the way, who can play on the perimeter, who would have helped him against Jokic. But he got no, no minutes. Why? No, 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 because no, he's washed, dog. Oh, like, he's God. washed, like, yeah, he's super washed. I, I, watched, I watched Joe Kim during the, uh, in a, in, uh, during the, whatever you call him, the eight games or whatever. Um, he didn't really get any burn during those eight games, but he did play those three intramural games or whatever before the eight games. And he looked great. I didn't see anything. I, he looked great to me. So, and then when the eight games started, he didn't get no burn. So I was like, I don't know what the hell ha- was going on. What was the point? I think they just picked him up because Montrez was a question mark. They was like, we don't know if he's coming back. So we no, need I, I really, that body. I, I really do also think, Doc, what Doc does a lot, a lot of times is bring somebody in who, in case we need a body or fouls, cool. But also, what can they bring? Can they make somebody who's younger better just by knowledge, which is – why Kevin Garnett stayed around for so many years in Minnesota, you know. Uh, but, hey, man, I don't know. Uh, the Clippers are, are the saddest team, but honestly, it looks like the Celtics are, are looking the same. <laughs> Great segue because I want to jump into the Celtics and the Heat series because this – Yeah, let's get it over with, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, I want to tell the, the listeners out there, listen, I am not a Celtics fan, but I root for the Celtics heavy. They're, like, probably my second favorite team. Um, that's probably because of the East Coast bias, uh, more so than anything. And plus, they, you know, I just like the DNA of the team. They play hard. They play tough. That's what it is, Chuck. It's always that's been that way, is. by the way, even when Doc was there, you know, even in the earlier years when Doc was there. Come on, man. So, yeah. you know, I, I appreciate that about that team. We like the same type of basketball. So uh, I, I love know grit. that's why you like this team. Yeah, exactly. See, there you go. The grit. Yeah. And you know what? That is East Coast. That's grit. Oh, it's all East Coast. I mean, you 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 know about those blue old, collar, baby. Yeah, we used to watch those old I Forever. used to watch those old series in the nineties between the Heat and the and the Knicks. It was like watching it was like watching a a, a, a backstreet alley fight. You know what I mean? Like it, it, yeah. those games those games ended that at like fun. 70 66. Those were like the final scores of those oh, games. <laughs> they were playing those football. Were yeah, they're pretty much playing football. But uh, with the Celtics, I, I will say this. And I was talking to a good friend of mine. I would talk to a good friend of mine, knowledgeable as far as, you know, what's going on. So, you know, yeah, Marcus, Marcus Smart went off in the locker room. That is the, uh, yes. that, that is the you know, that is the rumor. Um, during their lost in game. It's a fact. It's a fact. We could say it's a fact. Everybody has said it. Okay. Happened, so. and, and, and good for him. I mean, because Marcus is a young guy, but he's like one of the older statement, states, uh, statesmen on the team. <laughs> That's how young the Celtics is. Because Marcus is what, 26, 27? Oh, dude. I think old, a little older than that. 29, I believe. I believe. Marcus, 29? I oh, believe, yep. he cannot be that old. Hold up. Let's let's fact check, man. Let's do let's check. do some fact real, checks. Real, we're doing real time fact checking. It's off the top of the dome, by the way. 
they're going to uh, fire up this Google machine. Uh, I said 28-29 is my guess. 28-29. I was right. He's 26. And he just Marcus turned 26. 26. In March 6, he turned 26. Yeah, he's okay. very young. Okay. So he came, yeah. he, came, he came in – oh, damn, what draft he came in with? I, can't I thought it was – I thought it was a 2012 draft, was it? No, it was 14, 13. No, he came in um, 14. Yeah, it was 14 because it was, it was right after the big trade with the big three. It was pick six round uh, in the first round. And, and a very controversial pick because if you remember – Who was the number one pick? One of the first – I have no idea, but one of the first guys – I mean, dude, just give, give me one of them I could name the next five, though. Oh. Uh, but yo, I remember too. If you remember where he came from, uh, oh, yeah. he had that contra. He had, he was one of the first guys to stand up to a racist fan in the stands. If you remember that, anybody remember in college? He I remember. I remember that. Yeah, I yeah, remember that. So, Oklahoma State. Yeah. So his stock fell. Which uh-huh. was great. Okay, for us. Hold on, hold on. so I pulled up the draft of 2014, right? All right, let's try it. <laughs> oh God. So do you remember? Without looking, did you? I I. I did. All right, but 2014, I, 2014. So number, number one, I'm going to just, I'm going to just name, uh, hold on, let me just look. I'm going to name the yeah, top yeah, 10. Just give me. I'm going to name the top 10 and then I'll sprinkle in a couple names after that. So real quick. All right, well, how about this? Start with the first one and let me just see if I can remember the okay. second so or what, or one of them in the top five. Okay. Uh, number one overall pick was Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins. Oh, okay, okay. That was an Andrew Wiggins draft, and that was the uh, – oh, okay, yeah, Minnesota had number one second year in a row. Who came out after Wiggins? Was it Dunn? Was Dunn in there? Nope, Dunn wasn't there yet. I think Dunn was in a – he was in a later draft. He wasn't in 14. I think Dunn has only been in the league for – Damn, years. You know, that was Andrew Wiggins draft. I remember that because, you know what, he was talking about as like the next LeBron. Oh, yeah, 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 for right. sure. Quiet is kept. He's on the Warriors. It's like people forget he's on the Warriors now, which I think is a perfect place for him to be. For him to be like the third or fourth will on that team. Yeah. That's a yeah. that was a quiet, good pickup for the Warriors. But anyway. All right. Who is next? Andrew Wiggins, number one overall. He went to Cleveland. Number two overall to Milwaukee. I love this. Jabari Parker. Number three. Okay. All right. <laughs> number from three. From Duke. The homie from Duke. Yep. The homie from Duke. Uh, number three, another Kansas Jayhawk, Joel Embiid. Re- oh, really? Yep. He was three. He was three. Um, I, why, why he didn't even that? play that year, I don't think. But uh, Of course not. not. Or the next year. Yeah, you trust the process. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, number four uh, to Orlando, Aaron Gordon. He's out of Arizona. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's draft. That, yeah. Number five, Utah, Dante Exum. Mm-hmm. Yikes. I remember Axum. They, they missed on that one. Um, number six, Boston, Marcus Smart. Uh, damn, now you look at it, Smart Smart could have easily been second overall pick because he's, he's better than everyone yeah. I named. Yeah, we fell. For, he fell. Wow, for, that, that draft. Except for Embiid. And, you know, he might be better than nah, – he's not better than Wiggins. I mean, even though Wiggins is – I like Smart. I would rather have Smart on my team than Wiggins. But as far as raw talent – I agree. Yeah, so – but uh, you could make an argument. Smart should have been number two overall. You know that's so f- that because I remember d- what I would watch is I'd watch all the YouTube videos of uh, Wigging w- Wiggins, right? Yeah. Like that year, 
uh, when he was coming out, he had these videos where he was doing things like that nobody's ever seen in high school. And yeah, he's all this. talented. And, he just he he just doesn't have he he lacks that that edge that that grit we talk about. He doesn't have it. He just doesn't have it. He's talented, yeah. but he just doesn't have that grit that you need when you know these moments when the pressure is cooking. You know. But all right, so real quick. Uh, number seven overall to the Los Angeles Lakers, Julius Randle out of Kentucky. Number eight to Sacramento. Okay. Nick Staskos. He went out of Michigan. Number nine overall out of going to the Charlotte Hornets out of Indiana, Noah Vonley. Yeah, that was a terrible pick, Michael. And number 10 overall. This was the European, yeah. Yeah, Alfred, Alfred Payton out of Lafayette. Got okay, it. Alfred Al- Payton. That's a. Do you remember him? Oh, uh, he's still in the league. He's in. Um, I think they. Uh, OKC picked him up. He used to have that big ass hair. Yeah, he's he's still around. He's still around. He it played. Like he, I think this. he played in the playoffs. He was. Hitting, he was hitting some shots. Yeah. Uh, no, some shots. So that was spring- actually a, 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 a. Go ahead. Let me sprinkle in some real. Oh my God. Let's sprinkle in some more names real quick. This is interesting. I like doing this type of stuff because I know this is like a side tangent, but I'm going to run through it real quick. This is uh, what I love too, man. <laughs> I, I the wish side I tangents are it. the best. The side tangents are the best. Uh, number 11, Doug McDermott out of Creighton. Uh, just, mm-hmm. I'm just laming people you know. Uh, Any big names? Zach Levine, number 13 out of UCLA. That's a, oh, there you go. That's, that's the steal. Right there. And he was in Minnesota uh, first. So far. Guess yep. who was drafted after Zach Levine? You're going to freaking laugh. I have no idea. Uh, by what team? What, 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 well, tell me what team. I'll give you the team. Uh, he was not, he's not on this team anymore, but he's, he's on Indiana. Let's just say it. Okay. Who was he drafted by? Phoenix. Oh, it's, uh, it's, uh, 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 Ozile. I call him poor man's Kawhi Leonard. What's his name? T.J. Warren. Oh, wow. T- okay. No, I would have never guessed T.J. Warren that. was 14 overall, and he was drafted after Zach Levine. So wow. that's interesting. Uh, number At number 16, he was supposed to be – Chicago drafted him but didn't keep his rights because it's mm-hmm. Chicago – because, of course, it's Chicago. Uh, Yusuf Nurkic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So Nurkic came out in this draft, and he was at 16. Boy, did they miss! Yeah. Right, he's he's probably the best player on this on this board. At this point, I will put him over Embiid. I'm sorry. At this point, I would put him over. No, I can't put him over Embiid. I'm crazy. Can't do that. You can't do that. Because Embiid can play defense. So I gotta bar. I gotta bump Marcus to number three and put uh and put Jokic at uh, Nurkic. No, that's Nur- I get Jokic confused with Nurkic. Nurkic is in is in Portland, okay. right? Okay, so no, forget. But a big help, but but a, yeah, solid player. Solid player, you know. So forget like, that. I thought it was great Nurkic. player. We yeah. talked about this on one of your. We talk, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Any 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 names that went really late that they say like any like uh you know ones that uh are, you have Clint Compella went at uh, number twenty five. There you go. That's a big one for That's a, a big one. That's a big one. I don't and, know where he's been uh, late. Number 27, you have Bogdan Bogdanovich at number 27. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, all right. Let's look in a second round real quick. 
just to see a name you might be familiar with. Uh, oh my God! So Nikola Nurk jo- Joker, the Joker, went in the second round. He there was you go. That's 40, it. Forty first pick. That's it right there. That's it. By who? There you go. Enough said. See uh, that Denver. Denver. That I just want to let people know. Denver's known for doing this. By the way, they. They do find a way to find people just like you, uh, San Antonio and stuff. But there you go. That's that's that's, that's, what I, that's the steal of the draft. Yeah, I, I, draft. while you were looking it up, I looked it up too. I, I, was, I was trying to <laughs> trying to oh, create some. That's what we do. Dun, 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 dun. That's what we do. But yeah, that's the steal of the draft, hands down. But okay, and it all comes right back. back. Right, it all you comes right back it? to the Boston Celtics. All right, uh, so back to the Boston Celtics real quick, just to wrap them up. Uh, I, I, I think I think the series isn't over. First of all, be be as honest too. First of all, thank you for. But but listen, yo Chuck, however you feel, because I know a lot of people. They always tell me, yo Ruddy, I noticed your Celtics. You're a little iffy. You know, you're a little sensitive about. Please just be as honest as you can. How you really feel? Because I like honesty, no matter what. Does it hurt? Of course. Did last night hurt? You have no idea. It really did. I didn't lost sleep over it. And I know I'm a grown man. I shouldn't lose sleep over stuff like this, but I do. I do. It's your, it's your, it's your team, man. You don't have to apologize oh. for it. It's your team. COVID season. Yeah, it's, it's COVID, COVID season. season. It's all I got. Listen, our teams, our professional teams drive us crazy. That's the thing that we love the most about pro sports because we like to be low-key tortured. You know, sports fans like to be low-key tortured. They like the, the, the intrigue. They like the adrenaline rush. And it's not going to always be good. That's the beauty of sports. But I'm going to give it to you real. I mean, listen, I, I think that, first of all, I think, I, I don't know. I'm going to have to go back to the podcast, but I was high on the Heat and the Celtics. I might have picked them as my Eastern Conference. I, I was very low on the uh, Bucks. I remember saying this months ago like i i don't trust the bucks they're just not that good i, I think you definitely said that I, i'll say this you definitely weren't up i was on the high bucks, on the i was high on the heat from the beginning you're but you also were high in the clippers i was so, high on the clippers i was high on the celtics as well i, I, I am too i'm gonna go know? back to the tape and i'm gonna see if i actually i'm gonna see who i pick i i, I off the top of my head i think i did pick <sighs> celtics and heat in the uh, eastern conference but we gotta check that out brother but there's no time to panic. First of all, guys, I'm speaking to you people out there, my people, my fine people out there who listen to the Voice Junkie podcast and you love sports, who may or may not be a Celtics fan like Ruddy. <laughs> Don't panic. First of all, it's, it's still early. It, we're still – this is the bubble. One thing we've noticed in the bubble is that things happen that is totally unexpected. We didn't expect – uh, Denver to come back 3-1 twice. We didn't expect uh, mm-hmm. the Heat to, to Great point. much, Thank you. I mean, gentlemen sweep the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, the number one team in the league, according to record. We didn't expect that. But what I will say is this with the Celtics. I think that I, I'm almost, I almost envy you guys as fans because there's no p- time to panic. Your two best players are 22 and 23 years old. Come on, man. Let's just chill out. Let's relax. They're going to win a chip. You have to be a hater to say they're not going to win a chip. They're going to win a chip eventually. 
they might be about two years away. But in two years, Jalen will be 25 and Tatum will be 24. Like, so we have to put things in a proper perspective. These guys are so good that we forget how young they are. They're really good and really young. So the fact that they've made two Eastern conferences in three years at the age they're at, it's nothing but sky's the limit for this team. Like, I'm not even I'm, – if, if I'm a Celtics fan, am I going to be disappointed if we don't come out of this uh, round and make it at least to the NBA championship? Of course. But am I going to hang my head? No. I'm going to be like, look, you guys got this far without Gordon Hayward. He's still not playing. And, and one of the big things that I, I was saying to some buddies of mine, I was like, they're not going to have any problems with the Raptors. I said this. I said, they're going to beat the Raptors. They don't need Gordon Hayward. They're a better team than the Raptors. But I said, they're going to need him in the next round, whether it's the Bucks, whether it's the Heat. They're going to need Gordon Hayward because they're just going to need that depth. And I'm a little surprised. I thought Gordon would be, at the bare minimum, I thought he would be ready game two. And it seems like he might not be ready until, who knows, game five? If there well, is actually, five? <laughs> well, well uh, all right. Thank you for that little, little shot at the end there. There is a game five. All right, I appreciate it. But uh, I did hear that Gordon may play game three. I mean, uh, yeah, play game three. I you heard guys that. Need him. You guys need him. Now, now's the time you need his minutes. And you don't need a lot of minutes from Gordon. You just need 20. Just give me 20 minutes. You know, we could stretch that out and, and, and play you for, in, you know, the stretch at the end of games, the end of quarters. He's going to be, you know, you can imagine having Gordon Hayward on the court and, you know, with the five minutes to go in that fourth quarter. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you guys took, retook the lead, where, like, you know, Kimber hits the big three around four minutes, 22 seconds. He hits a big three, puts you guys up five. I'm like, oh, here we go, you know? But you need all your best players to, to bring it home. And if you have a Gordon Hayward on the team, then, you know, it's easier to get past that. Those, first of all, hold up. Let me, let me just jump subjects real quick. And we, talk, we mentioned Coach Spo earlier. And I mentioned Brad Stevens, and I was talking about I'll get to that later. Well, later is now. Brad Stevens is being outcoached by Eric Spoelstra. It, it, there's, there's no if ands, or buts about it. Oh, yeah, but – Coach Spo is, is, is coaching circles around Brad Stevens. He had a hard time adjusting to that zone after, in the third quarter. He just had no answers. And I kept saying to myself, Brad, get your guys to move the goddamn ball. They just stopped moving the ball and started playing ISO. And I'm like, move the ball. In order to beat the zone, everyone knows this. You don't have to be a coach expert. Everyone knows in order to beat the zone, you have to attack it in the middle. And they just didn't do it. They kept jacking up threes, jacking up long jump shots. But that's, young, that's stuff that I expect a young team to do. You get what I'm saying? Like, they're going to do that type of stuff. And it's upon the coach to break that habit. Or an a older veteran to, to come in and, and, and reel these guys in. The problem with the Celtics in, like I was talking about with my buddy, is that, that he was saying, like, they just don't have – that leadership they don't have that veteran leadership that you see on miami you got jimmy butler you got goran Dragic, you got you know what i mean yeah. these guys are in their 30s 
They've been playing for a long time. They've, they've seen it, lived it, breathed it. So that's like, that, that goes back to my point of the Celtics are a very good position going forward in the future. They got Gordon Hayward. I, honestly, he's a nice guy. I don't know him personally, but he seems like a very nice guy. <laughs> but it's time to go, dog. I love how you threw that in there. It's time to go, dog. Personally. It's, it's time to go, nice dog. Guy. He got to go. You got to trade him. You got to, even if you got to eat some of that money. Who? Gordon, Gordon Hayward? You got to let him go. You got to. No, no, no. He's gone, man. You, he's never available. And he no, 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 no. He's gone. He, he's a, uh, he, he's going to be gone after this year. So we're, we're well, not going to he, ever he op, He's opting out? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he would. Uh, I think, why wouldn't you, um, unless he'll opt in. See, this is what sucks. But also, you, it'd be so hard to trade him if he opts in for the amount of money he makes. Yeah. So that would suck. But, but no one's going to want to pay him max dollars. <laughs> no one's going to pay Gordon Hayward max dollars. No, of course not. Not, not again. So no, 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 no. You're not. not like you're got, not re-upping listen, anything. <laughs> you either gonna. You either gonna uh, uh, work the remainder, opt in, and finish your contract, or you're gonna opt out and get out. Because we're not re-upping. And if we, if 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 I'm Danny and I'm no. like, we even entertain upping you, you're gonna have to take a real nice discount. Well, here's my only thing. During this series. I feel like he would be uh, very effective. I really do. I feel like his game is is kind of meant for the zone. Uh, the zone's been killing, especially they they went to it, and then all of a sudden the Celtics collapse and they just start shooting these horrible shots. But um, here's my thing too with age, because you bring up age a lot, right? And and as far as veteran leadership, but is experience can can experience bring you leadership? Like, does age matter at, at a certain point? Let's say I'm 10 years younger than this dude, but yet I've been through way more than this person, you know? Because I've experienced this too in a radio game where, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just to jump on that. Yeah, I mean, you've been on the radio, dude. I've done more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean. No, be real. You're not wrong. It's, it's a yes and no. I, I know if it's kind of a. I know it's, it seems like an easy way to get out of this answer, but it is a yes and no type of uh, answer. It, because, yes, you're right in a sense of, but in only a unique situation is that true. You get what I'm saying? Whereas majority of the time, the more experienced person is more equipped for it. Generally. Is it always the case? No. Is it more like a 7 out of 10? Yeah. Mm -mm. You don't think so? Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. That's interesting. No, so no, no. Not at all. Because uh, I, I think uh, I'll give you a perspective, man. Is, uh, I've, been, I've been around people who are 10 years older than me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I won't say where, but they are n nowhere near as wise as me. They're nowhere near as wise as people I've met. And here, here's one of my best friends, right? True. One of my best guys, I met him at the college radio station at UConn, and he's 10 years younger than me. The dude gives me game all the time, you know what I mean? Because of his life, you know, how he grew up, you know. He was actually, you know, his mom came from Guatemala as an immigrant, but he'd been, he, he had been through more 
So when I think Marcus Smart, when he brought up he was 26, the reason I go, no, no, no way. He's got to be 30 is because oh, okay, I go. Okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. You see what that I mean? Yeah. But that's because Marcus Smart, when you look at his story and, and his thing, it's like uh, I, I just feel like leadership now in the NBA, the OGs, the 40-year-olds are gone. So you've got to look at maybe the late 20s, the mid-20 guys who have been through something to lead these guys. I yeah, think Marcus and, Smart did and, that. And, and, and when I mean experience thing, I don't necessarily mean age. I mean just experience. No, I know you. Yeah. So, right. like, for example um, – let me see if I can use somebody who would have a lot of experience who like Marcus smart. Let's use Marcus smart. He's 26. You, you look on paper. You're like, yeah, he's 26 years old, but he's been in some wars the past six years. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, he's been in some wars. So, and like Jimmy, right? Jimmy Butler's another case. Jimmy Butler's but never, he's never too. been to a conference finals in his entire yes. career until now. Right. So, you know, but we believe in Jimmy because Jimmy's a dog, number one. And number two, he's been in tough fights with LeBron, Chuck, with other teams, you know? Chuck, you made two perfect points, and you didn't even realize you probably pointed out. You pointed out Jimmy Butler and Marcus Smart. Yeah, oh, God, I love, up, I, would, I love those type of players. But if you – you know what makes them leaders so young? And always, because Jimmy Butler's always been a leader and always ruffled things up. You know, you brought up two of the best players, to, the best examples in their personal life, the things they've had to deal with. You know, like it's, it's far and few between superstars or, or starting five players. Most of these dudes are coddled. So yeah. why, why is Joel Embiid, you, you see what I mean? Like there's certain people who are patting on their back their whole life. Yo, Marcus Smart went through some shit. Jimmy Butler. Man, look up his story, guys, please. Look up Jimmy Butler if you can and when you watch this and you hear and you listen to this because the man was a second was a junior college guy, yeah. then a fucking second round draft pick, all NBA now and leading a team maybe to the NBA finals. So, yep. I'll never root against him. He's a Celtic in my eyes. And since we're on Jimmy Butler, I got to get my I got to get my shit off right now. And this is something I've been saying for several years and everybody used to look at me like I was crazy. I, from day one, and I'm a Chicago Bulls fan. Right. I, I'm not proud of it, but you know, you it's more, it's, okay. it's, it's more so because of this guy right behind me. Right there. It's more so because of that. Let him know. Who is it? That is Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Okay. That is okay. the front page right. of the Hartford. I love Kirk. your setup. Yeah, I love your setup, by the way. I really yeah. do, man. I cut this out when I was this. The day on here is June fifteenth, nineteen ninety-eight. Right. I cut this out myself. Fourteen-year-old Chuck cut that out. Wait, was I fourteen at the time? For real? Ninety-eight. Oh, uh, so that's some no, personal no, no, meeting actually, too. Yeah, I was fourteen. So, oh, that's dope, man. So, that's that my type of shit. Yeah, so I was fourteen when I cut that out. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's how real it is for me. You know what I mean? So when I, I'm a Bulls fan because of that guy, but of I was huge fan of Jimmy Butler. I still, to this day, I am That's still dope. sick. I'm still sick from these guys, Gar and Pax, Gar Pax, Gar Foreman and John Paxson, who I don't believe they're there anymore in the front office for Chicago, but those guys traded off Jimmy Butler. I'm still not over it. 
because we should have had Jimmy there. Jimmy should have been – we should have built teams around Jimmy in Chicago. But we let him go like the, the idiot front office that Chicago mm-hmm. is and has been, the joke it's been for 20 years. Let him go. And But right. my point is and what I wanted to say and what I've been saying from since Chicago is Jimmy Butler is better than Paul George. I've been saying that. And everybody's been saying that I'm fucking oh, yeah. crazy. Jimmy Butler is a better yeah. player than oh, Paul George. Everything. Is Paul George arguably more talented, like the more pure, talented player? Sure. He could be, right? He sure. could be. Sure. Effort, effort, sure. effort. But yeah. winners Ooh. in tangibles? Nah. Dog? Heart? That, that, that heart? Can't mess with that. It's Jimmy. Nah. It's Jimmy. Jimmy. And he's just as good as a defender, if not better. So let's just say they wash each other on defense. Like, you're not going to you, – you're not ever, ever going to doubt what you're going to get no, from no, Jimmy no, 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 no. in a big game. You're just never going to doubt that because you know Jimmy – you can pencil in Jimmy buckets. He's going to be present. He's not going to be absent. He's going to have good attendance. You could tell he was a good student. You could tell he, he probably won't. had great attendance because he that's how he translated on the court. He, he always showing up. He actually didn't have great attendance. That's why he went to junior college. I'm just throwing it out there, Chuck. I ain't trying to throw I'm just saying Damn it. no for real. Damn it. For real. But you know he's showing up in the fourth quarter. He ain't quitting. He would never quit. He ain't he scur- would never Paul George. And he ain't scared. Right? He's he compared to Paul George, man. I, I feel like, yo, like that is a perfect, yo, that is the greatest thing that you ever said. Honestly, on your podcast, as far as since I've, yo, Jimmy Butler is the Coke. And to me, Paul George, PG 13, is the Diet Coke. He's we'll leave it Coke. like that. That's how I feel, he's right? Not, you know what I mean? He's like, yeah, he decides. You know what? He he's decides. Not, he you know what though? Play. You know what though? That's a little disrespectful to Jimmy. I say Jimmy is cola and, and, and Paul George is Pepsi. You know RC? He's no RC he, Cola. <laughs> when it comes hold up now. Okay, hold, hold up. up. So this is how we do it. Jimmy is cola. I like Pepsi. Jimmy is cola, right? All year round. And it 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 uh you like Pepsi? Damn, I don't want to shit on. I know, I ah, hate sc- that. Screw that. I'm gonna shit on Pepsi. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, not sorry. But uh, <laughs> that shit is sugary. Pepsi is sugary as hell. But anyway, cola. I always do diet. Coca-Cola is Jimmy Butler, and he's he's Coca-Cola all season round, and regular and in the in the playoffs. And even in the playoffs, he gives you some flavor too. Do you what kind of coke go. you like? You like vanilla coke? You like cherry coke? You like lime coke? That's Jimmy Butler. Now Paul George, he's Pepsi during the middle, during the regular season. He's Pepsi, right? Yeah, he's still good. Whatever the case may be, blah blah blah. Top five, potentially top ten. Playoff time comes, that man is RC Cola. And it ain't even close. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you some real soda game right now. I'm gonna give you some soda game, Chuck. All right. You know. You know what? Uh, here, here's a better reference. It doesn't matter what soda you choose, right? But what I do notice about uh, Coca-Cola is it will stay, you know, for a longer period of time. Pepsi goes flat quicker. 
So actually, there you go. So, you know, one, once I, I love That's how true. it's called playoff P. I love, no, but that is a real fact. Like playoff P. What? Yeah. When, I, when and where? I, <laughs> Show Pepsi me. goes. Play, he's Pepsi. He's Pepsi. Yeah, so he, he's yeah. Playoff you know, P is that funny? And, and you know you, what? Did though? you see the whole thing with Chuck? Did you uh, see that thing with the inside the NBA when Charles was talking about? Uh, uh, he says his name's Playoff P, and Charles Barkley goes, "Well, I guess they call me Championship Chuck now." You know what I mean? I'm you like, might as well. It's the same. It's the same analogy. It is right. Makes so, no sense. I mean, he gave himself that name. I don't know who gave him that name because he just doesn't perform in the playoffs regularly. So I don't. know. I looked this up. I looked it up. Okay. He did. Paul, he did. Hey, guys, hey, guys, man. See, see, that's the problem right there. When a guy gives himself a nickname, there, there you have it. There you have it. Did, did Paul Pierce name himself the truth? No. No. He could be – I mean, actually, he could be playoff P if you wanted to, you know. He is uh, – actually, if you want to – that's the real playoff P. Now he shows up. We've seen that's it. That's a real playoff peak. So right. I, I, all this, all this Paul uh, George stuff. I, I don't want to keep on Paul George, but the bottom line is this: like I said to you guys, and I'm going to say it. Then I'm going to double down on it. Jimmy Butler is a better player than Paul George. You could, you could record this, write it down. I don't give a fuck. But I'm this telling is something you, something to highlight. It is the truth. Give him just. Just I what agree. Jimmy is doing now, Jimmy decided to go to Miami. He could have went anywhere. He could have been in L.A. He could have had, had his pick. Brown wanted him. Kawhi wanted him. Kawhi wanted him over Paul George. And he only settled with Paul George because Jimmy said, no, I'm going to Miami and I'm going to run my own team. So that's keep it a beam. That's keep it all the way 100. That's what we're talking about with Paul George when we call him RC Cola. Because even Kawhi knows that. Because Kawhi wanted Jimmy Black first. Soda. I, I would say don't at me, but I don't care if you at me. <laughs> because the facts is there. You know what I'm saying? But uh, so, you know, you got game one today. We're recording this on Friday. So game one is today of the Los Angeles Lakers and uh, the Denver right. uh, Nuggets. Hours away. Uh, just hours away. Hours away. Yep. So and so we're going to give our picks and we're going to give our, our uh, scores, our scores as well. So you first. What's, what, who are playing? So you got yeah, Los Angeles. playing? Uh, so you got Denver Nuggets are going to yep. play game one of the Western Conference Finals up against the Los Angeles Lakers. Okay. Um, and uh, it's a quote-unquote home game. Oh, man. <laughs> really, there's no home games in the bubble, but uh, there's a home game. You know what, though? Just a sidebar. Uh, uh, jump off topic just one more time. I think that Adam Silver and company should have did more in regards to giving number one seeds or top seeds um, an advantage. Since okay. there is no crowd, there's really no home or away. Okay. What? I think Adam could have done better if I was to criticize anything is he should have did better as far as giving the number one seeds better advantages. So the way he could have did that, and I know, I know some people are out there probably just like, 
So how would he do that? Okay, I'll give you one example. I think he could have easily just said, why do we always have to jump the ball? Why do we always have to tip off? Like, if you're the number one seed, you should just get the ball to start the game. You know what I'm saying? Little subtle sh- stuff like that. No. Why not? No, if you're the number one seed and you – dumb, man. No, no, because you know Sorry why? Sorry to say that. Sorry, no, Chuck. No, I, no, I think they should get the – you know why the ball – I think that That's would be – Not to jump it off and you just give somebody the ball? Ready? There's no, there's no home court advantage. You play all year for home court advantage. Yeah, but it's a jump ball in, in, in uh, everything. But you need an advantage. The home court is gone. So all that stuff you played for early in the year, taking it, okay. taking it seriously to get that top seed is irrelevant right. because there's no home court. Let, all right. So you should, I'll, at least, I'll, you should at least give them the damn ball to start the game. <laughs> I'll say my piece once you go ahead. I'm done. Dude. I'm done. That's, you, just you one, that's just one thing. That's just one thing. And again, I'm not saying it's the best idea. I'm just saying what I'm it's saying is <laughs> what I'm saying is do something, do something to give them some kind of advantage. That's all I'm saying. So see, this is what I hand what the I stage love, to you. All right. Well, what I love with talking with Chuck is, uh, you know, especially on his great podcast, I love being a guest here is because, you know, Chuck will make one of the great, greatest points that, you know what? Nobody's ever made the Jimmy Butler versus Paul George. I was like, yeah. And then he comes back and says something so stupid that I don't <laughs> even know what he's talking about. Yo, not jumping the ball. So you give it to somebody, anybody who doesn't know. This is how home is working. They're actually doing some great things with the NBA, uh, especially during this COVID bull BS, uh, like the NFL's not doing. And then, and then uh, definitely baseball's not doing is if you notice when it's a home game, they'll have the defense chance, right? Mm-hmm. They'll have the, uh, you know, uh, cheers when somebody scores, they'll have the fans up. They'll have the uh, screens that they have with all the Celtics stuff up. They're really showing support. And the funny thing is, you know what I learned is, you know, NBA is really doing it different. They're taking actual clips from, like, the arenas for the home teams and using that audio during those big moments. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No doubt about it. NBA's done a hell of a job with the audio. It it sounds realistic. It doesn't sound ridiculous. Yeah. I never sat at one game and said, man, this shit sounds ridiculous. Never once. Yeah. So shout out to them because I've been watching some of the NFL games. I'm like, eh. That ain't it. <laughs> How about baseball? It's, it's almost impossible. You know, Chuck, I know you're a baseball guy, too. It's like, is it, it – it's really, to me, almost impossible. Yes, sir. Right, almost sir. impossible to watch baseball, in my opinion. Oh, well, it's impossible to watch the Red Sox this year. That's, that's what's more impossible. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, that's what it is. It's the worst start they've had since the 60s. But, uh, I was trying to look for something I had. Oh, yeah, so just uh, – just, uh, so, yeah, that was just a sidebar. But, yeah, we're going to close out the show with our picks. So we're going to pick the game one pick first as far as what we th- who we think going to win tonight okay. and how, by what margin. And we're going to pick who's going to win the series and, you know, and what game – how many games or whatever. All right? So you want you, you to go first on this one? No, you go first, bro. All right, I'll go first. So 
I am going to pick. I am. I'm going to go out on a limb, not a limb. I'm gonna because uh, the the Lakers have lost game one twice, th- twice already. So I think that the Denver Bro- the Denver Broncos, <laughs> forty and slip. Uh, I think the Denver Nuggets will 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 get game one, because uh, Lakers have been off for a while. Um, Denver's still hot off of that off of that uh, victory to the Clippers in Game Seven, and the Lakers just haven't been really good in Game Ones. They they've dropped, like I said, they've dropped both Game Ones in both previous series, um, and I don't see the trend changing tonight. I think Denver will win tonight. I think it'll be a score of like maybe a uh, hundred ten to one oh six. It'll be a close game. No, 111, 106. I'll do 111, 106, Denver. And I have Denver losing in six. So I have the uh, Lakers. Wow. I have the Lakers winning in six games. I respect Denver enough to get wow. two games, but I would not at all be surprised if they got gentlemen swept. In game one. You got Denver, you got Denver game one. Denver game one. 111. Wow. Impressive. 111, 106. That very bold, I will say, by the way, and I want to go – and I hope anybody who's uh, tuning in right now, please go back to uh, Chuck's comparison, Jimmy Butler to Paul George. It's never been done before, and I think it's <laughs> one of the greatest – no, I really do. I really mean that because Jimmy Butler is the underpaid Paul George that everybody wants – everybody who – you know what it is? Whatever you want Paul George to be, Jimmy Butler is. How about that? That's what I'll say. Yep. All right. And more. I'm just giving you credit. I just had to pat you on the back before we get out of here. All right. Tonight. No, Lakers, man. By 10. Okay. Easy. I'm just being real. I think they Lakers gotta, by uh, 10. What is the point spread, actually? Hold on. Let me check. Yeah, let's do that, man. Because I love this. Oh, there you go, Chuck. I was just about to ask. What's the spread? Because... I've been a gambler in my past on sports. <laughs> but now it's big. You know, FanDuel, they talk about it on TNT. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. listen, man. All it ain't right. What's wrong the spread? A little, a little, it ain't nothing wrong with a little gambling. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to find the spread here. Just don't throw your life up. Yeah. Well, if you guys do gamble, and, and in case, you know, Chuck, uh, Voice Junkies podcast, you never know, in the future, might have a sponsor. Maybe it's FanDuel. You never know what it oh, is. Oh, absolutely. Listen, man. If y'all listen, FanDuel, Sports. DraftKings, yeah. holla at your boy, man. And DraftKings, I know y'all already done picked up the GOAT as a uh, as as a board member or whatever. He's sitting on council. He's he's gonna be giving uh see that's a whole nother story. But uh you got the GOAT, you got Michael Jordan on the board already, being a consultant. So you're already doing the right things. I checked the stock, you you're doing great. Come on and come holler at your boy. Saying we talk real, you know, or, 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 you know, especially Chuck, man. That's what it is. While I'm here, man, you know, Chuck, I'm going to be a spokesperson for you, too. That's always what I do. Oh, man. But listen, all right, what, we, we're, what's the lines? Hold on. I'm trying to find the uh, lines now. Uh, da, 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 da. I, wish gotta, I, I wish I would just put it on, put it right front page on Google, but you got to dig through an article. And I apologize to you guys. I should have had that, but okay. So hey, we uh, have we have a two uh, negative. So it's about oh, it's even. It's respected. It's almost even. Yeah, it's about almost even. So yeah, it's even. That's they're even. Give it, they're that, giving that's them a lot a of tough. respect. 
So in other words, what you're doing is you're picking a winner. Well, actually, no, hold up. So, so you got the line against – this is uh, according to Sportsbook Wire. The line against the spread. The Nuggets are plus seven, are big underdogs. Oh, so uh, okay. They're plus seven. So you're, you're, you're actually – if you were betting, you would be betting in favor of the spread. So you say 10 – you're saying 10. They got, yes. they got seven. I said – and um, but they, but they also predict they have a prediction of their prediction is 112 106 nuggets. <laughs> this is so that, I thought that was crazy because I was like, damn, I just picked I just picked nuggets 111 106. So I didn't even see this article. I just pulled this up. So uh, so that's interesting. But yeah, is so that real. I swear to you. You knew that. Is that I, I, fact? This is through. This is sports. Why, why do I mess with you sports know book wire of USA Today Sports? Isn't it weird that like uh, uh, like some of these sport guys that get paid millions of dollars don't know what the hell they're talking about? They make the worst predictions. This is but what yet, we do, Ruddy. I'm telling what you what we do. Watch, watch. Because this is, this is we do. it's genuine. It's no BS. It's no. Yeah, that's what we, we do. Mop, Chuck, we man, we mop the fun. floors, man. We mop the floors. We don't just talk and, and say a bunch of nothing. We give, you, we give you facts and we give you perspective. That's what we do. And that's especially what right. we do on the Voice Junkie. Yeah. Facts and perspective. So, all right. So, that's and our, that's our picks. Is, wait, wait. Who, who are you picking we, for the series? Who are you picking for the series? For what? Uh, the, uh, for the uh, Nuggets Lakers. You picked who? Oh, you, Lakers. Lakers. So Lakers in how many games? Uh, six. Six? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I thought you would go. I, think it, I thought you would go. I think it could be five. All right. Uh, hey. I, uh, uh, have the I do. How Skip say it? Have the courage of your convictions. Anthony Davis is the only thing I'll, I'll leave you with. You Two want, words. Yeah, Anthony Davis. He got to prove it. He got to prove Stay it. Stay healthy. Jokic. You won't even t- be talking about him. We'll see. I, we'll see. I, mean I guess we'll, we'll definitely find out tonight if. if, if Jamal Murray, <laughs> playoff Rondo. And Rondo is showing when he's back, he's different. Everybody's different. A, a guy who lifts the team up, does things on the court, makes pass. Have you seen some of his passes? You know, I'm, I'm going out of my mind, great. man. He's great. He's great. But yeah, so that's so. that's. That's our picks, man. That's our picks. Uh, let us know what your picks are and, and, and let us know what you think about this podcast and other podcast episodes in the past. And, you know, we have a voice message system for this podcast. So if you go to Anchor FM, you know, you can leave a voice message and maybe you'll make the next podcast episode. I'm just saying. But, um, yeah, uh, you can also support the podcast at patreon.com slash voice junkie or voice junkie pod. Um, you could become a believer or a boss there. You see the tier plans and all this stuff. It's a lot of great things that I do for, uh, uh, you know, my believers and my bosses. So uh, check that out. That's patreon.com slash voice junkie pod. Um, and now, Ruddy, what you got to pitch before we get out of here? To plug? Um, yo, listen, uh, honestly, uh, follow me at Radio Ruddy. Uh... And check out his IG conversations. He's got some really good ones. Uh, his, you know, go to Radio Ready at Radio Ready at Instagram. You could check out his uh, IGTV 
uh, conversation. I was going to say, though, like, uh, I think I'm going to change that name soon because I think radio, you never know where it's going. <laughs> yo, listen. I like where your mind is. Listen, uh, you know what? Follow at Radio Ruddy and you can check for we're doing uh, I'm doing a great podcast with Kid Fresh. Yeah, shout out to Kid Fresh. That's my guy. We have that in common. But uh, just and that's up, that's, to uh, listen up. Uh, yo, listen up sports, right? Yes. Listen up sports break. Every Tuesday we do it live. He's from there. You know, we're trying to get this live thing together, but uh, we don't know what we're going to do. As far as I go, man, just follow Ruddy, man. I'm telling you, I, I love being a part of this show. Chuck, always a great time. Always thank you for having me. Oh, the pleasure. I just the always appreciate it, man. Pleasure, man. It's always a pleasure. Uh, until next time, you know. Yeah, you know, you're not even a, you're not going to even be a guest at this point. You're like a. You're more, you're more than a guest. I got to come up with a better name for, for, <laughs> for. You're like a. a I'll come up with a different name next time when you come back on. But uh, yeah, thanks a lot. Well, the key is we need we need we need to one time at least do it together in in studio. I think it would go. Oh, different it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen right now. It's gonna happen. But it's just I got a lot of stuff we're working on, guys. Uh, so you're gonna see some more better yeah. visuals. But right now we're just in straight pandemic mode. So nothing, you know, shiny and no. Have you noticed too, though, like the difference between us in person on uh, or or on Zoom? Because you know, there's a pause that we have to go through. But yo, when I used to see you all the time, yeah, it was different. It was like boom. The one thing about that's these, the hard part. Yeah, the hard part is the one thing about these Zooms is or video calls in general, whether you're on Skype or whatever platform you use, you people know this. Like, it's there's a certain style that you, you have to step, you have to get away from your style a little bit and kind of yes. cater to the platform that you're on. And mm-hmm. I had to get better at it because I remember one of the first episodes we had together, I was really hard on myself when I was listening back to the playback and were playing it back. And I was like, damn, man, I, I, I felt bad because I felt like I kept talking over you. And it wasn't intentional. It was just that because of latency, because of all of these weird technical things, uh, that was the case, but I've gotten better at it now where you have to kind of work around, you know, what you're speaking on and, and, and you have to kind of apply in the pauses so it doesn't sound too crazy and you won't step on each other. So, you know, uh, you know, you, you guys, professionals out there who do this well, type of stuff know what I'm talking about. Well, yeah. And everybody's going through that too, but it's so funny that you thought the same thing I thought. I thought, Damn, did I step on them too much? You're like, yo, did I step? But this is the whole new, you know, using Wi-Fi or phone, you know, whatever it is with the Zooms and, man, the IG Lives. But the great thing is we still come together, man. We talk great sports. And honestly, I feel like some of the best things I've heard about sports have been just through our conversations. Like the, and, and they've came true. So I love working with Kid Fresh, and and man, I'll be a guest on your show anytime. We could talk about sports, whatever it is. But we gotta, man, Chuck, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta get off. We gotta get all three of us one day. I don't know how we'll do it, but we we gotta get all three of us. in a room. No, we're gonna get in a room though. Yeah, we'll, we gotta we'll be it. in a room. We'll do it. We'll do it. But on that note, guys, we're gonna be signing off again. Thank you for tuning in. This is the Voice Junkie Pod. This is Radio Ruddy. I'm at Chuck Westworld. 
holla at you guys next week. All right. Peace.